WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. Always live on the free Odyssey app. From the Sherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Live and local from Philadelphia. Free speech lives here. Here. It's Kale and Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. And away we go, live on this Friday, September 15th. It is indeed Kale and Company here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Always live on the free Odyssey app and, of course, streaming live for your video viewing pleasure on YouTube. As we head until 10 o'clock this morning, 855-839-1210 is the phone number. Twitter and Instagram, at 1210WPHT. I am at Nick Kale, K-A-Y-A-L. Don Stenzlin with the news. Greg Stocker, the chairman of the board. Daniel Valdez, Anthony Dorenzo, our associate producers. The Eagles! They get to 2-0. Nice win last night. Don, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Doing great. Gregory? I like my bills uh, crisp. Would you and, like uh, uh, a 10 and two fives, <laughs> 21s? Uh, I would like a, uh, a crisp, clean $20 bill, my friend. <laughs> do you accept Venmo or PayPal? I do not. No, okay. No, no, it's fine. It's Straight fine. cash, homie. I had I had cash on me, and then, you know, because I didn't stay up and watch right. the end of the game last night. So when I woke up at the middle of the night, <laughs> I, I checked my phone, and I'm like, okay. People All right, were, I, we, have to, I have to bring this. It was seven three. People were tweeting me. Soccer's going to owe you another twenty. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I had, it, I had it ready to go. I had it ready to go. <laughs> oh, we got some good stuff to get to this morning, uh, including Hunter Biden indicted. That'll be the feature of the big take this morning. We will certainly get into Joe Biden and Donald Trump. Some very interesting polling numbers. Who the American public trusts more with the economy. (laughs) Spoiler alert, it's not Joe. Uh, And there's a lot of people still talking and writing about Danilo Cavalcante and the fallout from what happened this past week. So we will get to that as we move along this morning. But let's get to the news. Round number one, 604, the great Don Stensley. And good morning. It's Friday morning, 57 degrees. So the refreshing, cool, fall-like change in the weather continues. We'll have the latest on that. And, of course, a lot of Eagles news and celebrations this morning. I'll just give you a heads up. Part of the Schuylkill Expressway westbound shut down because of a pedestrian on 76 on the Schuylkill killed. And so when you have a death like this and and body parts on the highway... uh, you know, they have to do, this becomes a different type of investigation. And so that's why this has been shut down for hours this morning. But now, you know, at this point, obviously it's affecting eastbound and people trying to circle around. And, and so it's a hot mess. And I saw, I noticed that as soon as we were coming up towards the exit, as you're coming in eastbound right yeah. before the uh, 343 exit. Yeah, it was, uh, it happened in the middle of the night too, yeah. right? Yeah. It's been shut down for like three hours, yes. three or four hours. Hopefully they have it open before. Ten o'clock. The heart of the heart of rush hour starts. By the way, I don't, I don't know, Daniel. There's no sound on the YouTube uh, video, so um, if you're watching right now, some would just, say we've never sounded better. Just be patient because there's no sound right now. Sorry. Uh, we also have a word of a fight that happened inside Abington Senior High School yesterday, ending with eight teenagers arrested. No serious injuries, thankfully, 
And quick response from Abington Police Resource Officers. So the teens are facing some serious charges, including riot and simple assault. And we're hearing that this this has been going on essentially since the the killing of a teen back in May that we reported on a 16-year-old Abington High School student who was shot to death, but it happened in Philadelphia back in May. But it seems like a lot of these uh, these fights back and forth stem from sparring through social media posts and then escalating to much more serious situations at school. You know, back in my day, Greg, we would just bicker on AOL Instant Messenger, <laughs> and then we'd get into a little fight in the cafeteria. Well, I, I, I saw this video, and... I don't know. I feel like there's always been fights in school. I think the only difference now is is there's camera phones. Yeah. Honestly, there's video. I could be wrong. But But it was mostly peaceful, I was told. (laughs) It was mostly peaceful. (laughs) Yeah, and we are learning a whole lot about uh, the interview of captured killer Danilo Cavalcante. So he's now in a max security prison, by the way, where uh, famous Bill Cosby did some time. So we're hearing that one, but he now is there before they, before he went back to the max security prison, we're hearing the 43 year old former fugitive. It was interviewed and is giving much more, you know, information as to what happened, his intentions. We had talked about the fact that he had said that in fact, he planned to use the rifle once he got it to do a carjacking and had either his goal was to either go to Canada or go to Puerto Rico. Okay. But that was his you know, intention. Yeah, and he was fit, fitting right in in the city. He had the Eagle sweatshirt. He wanted the jacket car. <laughs> so, He's just like everybody else here. <laughs> so, and, and I'll just point your attention so that we can talk about it later. But, it, you know, it's no surprise to me that the front of the Philadelphia Inquirer is talking about that group photo shoot of law enforcement uh, posing with Danello, and that's drawing some backlash. Yeah, yeah, because the officers are the bad people here. Yeah, so they got to find something. How dare you take pride in capturing a convicted killer? I'm hearing, I'm hearing from various levels of law enforcement that this is something they do, okay. that they will when they have something like a fugitive task force. Mm-hmm. That this is not an uncommon thing. That's what I was saying yesterday. Are we really searching for content that bad? That these outlets have to find something to gripe about. Yeah, yeah. They they just made sure that we were all safe after fourteen days. But this is the spin. Okay. Yeah, and and I think to your point, Nick, it's important that post that interview they often do, and they they believe him. Why why would he admit that he was going to carjack somebody? He was he was armed. He he intended on a carjacking. Mm-hmm. A lot could have gone wrong. There's there is a story that will conflict with what you are hearing. Uh, one officer saying that this is not ethical and it's also inhumane, which I don't know how it could be. Okay, if you want to say it's not ethical, okay, I'll, I'll defer to the the police expert here. But inhumane, really? Well, that's the uh, that is the headline in the inquiry that mm-hmm. Don just mentioned. Okay. A photo of law enforcement posing with Cavalcante raises ethics concerns. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Ethics concerns. Yeah. Inhumane to hold the guy up for an extra eight minutes before they stick him in the wagon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, don't talk to me about humanity when we're talking about a guy that's killed multiple people. Seriously. Yeah, and by the way, they're also taking a moment to say nobody was, no officers were shot or right. killed. By the way, they they had an, they had the okay to shoot and kill him. Mm-hmm. No, this was flawless in right. that sense that 
thank God, nobody in the community, none of those officers, yeah. and the escaped armed and dangerous killer himself right. is fine. But could you imagine, it, just based off what we're talking about right now, had they have taken him out and killed him? Oh, if he was white, they would have walked him out in handcuffs. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what bothers me about this, why isn't the headline questioning the fact that this guy, the woman who he ultimately slaughtered and hacked and stabbed to death yeah. in front of her kids, she had a, a, protect, a protect from abuse order against him a year. PFA, yep. Right? Mm-hmm. Before, and you know about this because you're, because in your family of social workers and you mm-hmm. know all about this stuff. Yep. So, for a year. So why did, if they knew this guy was here illegally mm-hmm. and he was dangerous and this woman was trying to get away from him, why didn't they deport him then? Right. There's and a lot save of, her life. There's a lot of questions and failures that you can bring up with the authorities here. Taking a picture with him, I don't think is one of them. <laughs> Thank you. Well, for the first time, and this is history overnight, union workers striking against all big three automakers. So this was midnight. The United Auto Workers, UAW Union, officially went on strike against all three of the big three lawmakers. And this is uh, at the so GM site in Wentzville, Missouri. We have Stellantis Center in Toledo, Ohio, and then a Ford assembly location in Wayne, Michigan. So I guess these are going to be staggered throughout the day. But this is nearly 150,000 union workers this is who this impacts and yesterday they come out and we talked about it they said that the democrats have abandoned them so that one going on a lot happening this morning and a lot oh, of by the up- way it doesn't look like 76 is open yet so no it's it's still a heads mess. up it's still a mess oh my uh, lord all right more time in the car to listen to Kale and company there we that's go. right there we go <laughs> and, there's and the traffic, we win <laughs> yeah uh and so yeah it's an exciting i i don't even think i've I'm amazed I have a voice, if you guys feel like this, because Jalen Hurts ran for a pair of one-yard touchdowns, so two TDs through a 63-yard TD pass to Devontae Smith and DeAndre Swift, ran for 175 yards, and we scored. We are, I mean, it was just great. Minnesota Vikings, 34-28. I know you guys said, oh, we're going to win, but it's always exciting to see the win, uh, experience the win. A win's a win, but it's not. They're not. They're not looking like they should. Can they get back to the Super Bowl <laughs> after two games? Well, by the way, I I don't know if you guys saw the little dust up between AJ Brown and yeah. uh, Jalen Hurts on the sideline. Yep. Daniel, I don't know if we can grab that. If we can put that video up now, but it looked like they were. I guess he was complaining about not getting enough touches. There oh, great. So here we Look go. It. We got more T.O. McNabb type stuff. There we go. I didn't get the ball enough. Aren't they good friends? Yes. Yeah, they yeah. are. They're good. And they refuse to talk about it. Nick Sirianni had to step in yep. and say something to... Yeah, AJ two alpha there. males just going at it. There. Yeah, I mean, look, it's a, you know, it's a it's an intense game. Yeah, Gen Z gets frightened when they see these videos. You know, you and I may yell at each other one day. You know, when 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 the show's not going as we well, want it to. Well, I mean, you yell all the time. <laughs> we start at six a.m. It's just you know you're in the heat of the moment, yep. and that's that's what happens. I yeah. don't think we should. Uh, and by the way, too, the Eagles. If you're not going to use DeAndre Swift last week, please let me know. And if you're going to use him a ton last night, please let me know. <laughs> Because I've, I've gotten DeAndre Swift wrong twice, two weeks in a row with my fantasy lineup, and it's starting to tick me off. Uh-oh. Oh, no. But he looked, the St. Joe's prep product looked pretty good last night. He did. Yeah. And um, another there was another Minnesota Vi- or there was another Vikings team that lost yesterday. I was going to ask you. I, I'm surprised uh-huh. you didn't start with that. I know. Yeah, you buried the lead. <laughs> I was tempted to leave with it. <laughs> Germantown Academy. Yeah, solid win. Well, all, on your son's birthday. Imagine on- that. 
Baby David's birth. He's going to kill me for calling him Baby David. But what's uh, what's your kid's record now? So he's his record. His record is awesome. He's actually coming off an injury. Oh, okay. So, but Archbishop Wood, the Vikings. It was a it was a great game and a beautiful day for it on David's birthday. But, but the team record GA now won. is you guys are still undefeated. Undefeated. Okay. Yeah. You can hear Woo-hoo! all about it tonight at ten o'clock. On this <laughs> <sports> <laughs> show. That's right. I know. I'm telling you. I how, what are the ratings for for our show? Here in WPHT no, for the high good. school. I mean, good. right? Because yeah. as a parent, you just... The moms love to hear it. Oh, my gosh. The moms love to hear about their like, kids. I can't wait for that show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so much fun. Uh, yeah, the traffic's not fun if you're just tuning in this morning. Schuylkill Westbound shut down, and that's uh, 76 in the Vine. There's a, a horrifying situation with investigators on scene because of a pedestrian killed and apparently struck multiple times. So that ha- that's an accident investigative you know, scene, a death scene. So we don't know how much longer this is going to be. It's affecting eastbound and westbound now. Oh, well, obviously westbound. NBC 10 first alert forecast for you. It's another beautiful day in store today. 76 degrees, bright sunny skies, and the weekend looks gorgeous too. So Sunday, by Sunday, we go up to 80 degrees. So 76 today, 75 tomorrow, 80 degrees for your Sunday. Enjoy the sunshine. Kalen Company News Live. All right, Don, thank you very much. 614 Friday morning as we get to one last big take of the week. The Big Take on Kalen Company. All right, the Big Take this morning from impeachment to indictment, but will any of it stick with the Biden family? In a matter of 48 hours, the Biden crime family has been hit with multiple eyes. First, it was... President Joe Biden, who is now the subject of an official impeachment inquiry by Kevin McCarthy, James Comer, Jim Jordan, and the GOP-controlled House. And yesterday, Hunter Biden was officially indicted on federal gun charges. And we will see if either ultimately land. But there's a big difference here. Republicans are leading the charge as they come after Joe Biden and the slew of evidence that leads almost any rational adult to believe that this was a pay-for-play scheme to line the pockets of the Biden family. But Hunter Biden, as we know, is being indicted by the Biden Department of Justice. And I believe that this is nothing more than the DOJ saying, see, we don't have a two-tier justice system. Everyone is held to the same standard, Republican or Democrat. Yeah, okay. I don't buy what they are selling when we are talking about Hunter Biden and this indictment. But I do hope this leads to the deadbeat facing the music. The president's son was indicted for making false statements and unlawfully possessing a firearm Special counsel David Weiss has led this investigation into Hunter Biden at the 23rd hour at the appointment of the Attorney General Merrick Garland. Biden was charged with making a false statement in the purchase of a firearm, making a false statement related to information required to be kept by a federal firearms license dealer, and one count of possession of a firearm by a person who is an unlawful user of or addicted to a controlled substance. Translation... Crackheads don't get guns. According to the indictment, on or about October 12th, 2018, in the District of Delaware, the defendant, Robert Hunter Biden, in connection with the acquisition of a firearm, that is, a Colt Cobra 38 SPL revolver, knowingly made a false and fictitious written statement intended and likely to deceive that dealer with respect to a fact material to the lawfulness of the sale of the firearm. In that, the defendant, Robert Hunter Biden, provided a written statement on Form 4473 certifying that he was not an unlawful user of and addicted to any stimulant, narcotic drug, or any other controlled substance, when in fact, as he knew, the statement was false and fictitious. 
The indictment also states that on or about October 12th, 2018, through on or about October 23rd, 2018, in the District of Delaware, that Hunter Biden, knowing that he was an unlawful user of and addicted to any stimulant, narcotic, or controlled substance, did knowingly possess that firearm. Fox News first reported in 2021 that police had responded to an incident in 2018 when a gun owned by Hunter Biden was thrown into a trash can outside of a market in Delaware. A source with knowledge of that day says that the police report told Fox News that it indicated that Haley Biden, who is the widow of President Biden's late son, Beau, and who was in a relationship with Hunter at the time, kind of creepy, threw a gun owned by Hunter in a dumpster behind a market near a school. The charges come after the original plea agreement collapsed this past July. And as you might recall, that was the sweetheart deal that the judge laughed at and ripped up in the face of both the prosecutor and defense attorney and said, no, this isn't going to fly in my court. Hunter Biden was expected to plead guilty in July to two misdemeanor tax counts of willful failure to pay federal income tax as part of a plea deal to avoid jail time on the felony gun charge. Hunter Biden was forced to plead not guilty to two misdemeanor tax charges and one felony gun charge. Attorney General Merrick Garland tapped Weiss to serve as the special counsel with jurisdiction over the Hunter Biden investigation and any other issues that have come up or may come up related to the probe. So far, the White House has declined to comment. If convicted on all accounts, Hunter Biden could theoretically face as much as 25 years in prison and fines up to $750,000. However, defendants very rarely get the maximum penalty, especially in cases like these involving nonviolent crimes and an alleged first-time offender. Now, my guess is that Hunter Biden will still get off very light. In fact, I'd be surprised if he serves any significant jail time, perhaps even jail time at all. But meanwhile, it was a good day for Donald Trump and his ongoing legal battles, specifically in Fulton County, Georgia. A great win for Donald Trump and others that did not want to be part of this speedy trial case. Fulton County judge has now ruled to sever two defendants' cases, dealing a tremendous blow to District Attorney Fannie Willis and her case against Trump when it comes to RICO. Take a listen to ABC News yesterday. Here is ABC explaining the significance of this victory for the Trump team. Listen. In the Georgia election interference case against former President Trump and 18 others, the judge has severed the cases of two of those defendants who will now be tried separately from the former president and the rest of the group. Prosecutors say they'll also hand over the names of 30 unindicted co-conspirators to defense counsel for all 19 co-defendants. I want to bring in ABC News editorial producer John Santucci and ABC News legal contributor Brian Buckmeyer for more. John, as you were watching, you were saying this is not a good day for the Fulton County DA. Bad. I mean, Fannie Willis wasn't there, but you got to imagine, Diane, she's throwing things against the wall based on this hearing. So let's start where you just began. So first, the team for the federal the prosecutors down there had been arguing, keep everybody together, keep all 19, because really what we learned today, we're going to have a show this fall, and then we're going to have a repeat performance next spring, which makes it incredibly difficult for prosecutors. A great win for Donald Trump and others that did not want to be part of this speedy trial case. I can tell you, sitting here with you, just texting with some of the attorneys involved in the other defendants, celebrating. Yay, victory. This is everything they wanted, was to take more time and slow this down. It's very interesting to see the momentum here. Joe Biden, impeachment inquiry. Hunter Biden, indicted. Fannie Willis takes a big L yesterday. Donald Trump with a victory for now. Are the tables turning? 
Probably not. But beggars can't be choosers, and Republicans can go into the weekend feeling a lot better than the current administration. And that's the big take. The big take on Kale and Company. All right, if you have thoughts and reaction to yesterday, Hunter Biden indicted Donald Trump a good day in court. You can certainly chime in. 855-839-1210 is the phone number on Twitter and Instagram at 1210WPHT or, of course, on YouTube. Just go to YouTube.com slash at 1210WPHT to be a part of the Kale and Company comment community. We'll come back, get some thoughts and reactions to what transpired yesterday and the week that was for the Bidens. Probably one of the worst weeks you could possibly have if you are a presidential administration. We'll go through that as we continue. Back after this on a Friday morning. Nick, Don, and Greg, Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Hopefully you follow my over-under last night for the Birds victory against the Vikings. By the way, Nick, $20 large right here on my desk as soon as you have a second. The NFL season is here, and now's the time to get incredible offers from FanDuel in partnership with the Valley Forge Casino, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get about $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off the NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube TV. You have to bet, or you have to do this now. You have to act on this now because the offer ends on September 18th. So if you haven't done so, go to FanDuel.com slash Greg and sign up right now. Place your first $5 bet and you can get $100 off. NFL Sunday Ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 1210 WPHT. FanDuel.com slash Greg. And is also the official partner of the NFL. 21 and over President PA. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issue does not withdraw, but bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms of FanDuel.com slash Sportsbook. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. The NFL Sunday Ticket. Offer ends 9-18-23. No refunds. Terms and embargoes apply. $100 off NFL Sunday Ticket. Not YouTube TV. YouTube TV base plan required to watch. YouTube TV redemption requires a Google account and current form of payment. Commercial use excluded. Subscription renews. Cancel anytime. It's Kale and Company On Demand. From Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. Nick Dawn and Greg here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. You can get us on the free Odyssey app. Watch us live on YouTube. Loaded show this morning. All sorts of good content to get into. Some of the fallout reaction and takeaways from... The Daniel uh, Danilo Cavalcante arrest and some of the reaction that's coming up in just about twenty minutes. But talking about Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, and the Biden family here in the Big Take this morning. And if you think about, you know, sometimes you get to Friday and you're like, "All right, so how did my week go? Did I have a good week?" If you're the Bidens, here was the week that the Bidens had. On Sunday, you had the Vietnam debacle. On Monday, Joe was absent from all of the traditional 9-11 remembrance sites, New York, Pennsylvania, Washington, D.C. He decides to go to Alaska. He should probably just stay there. Tuesday, we had the Ignatius column from the Washington Post, which is a like bat signal that's saying, hey, the left and the Democrats, they're done with Joe because if he has it and he's very credible and he's been dialed in and connected to Democrats and the politics for a long time, 73-year-old columnist. That's not a good look. Then on Wednesday, we've get the, we got the impeachment inquiry into Joe. And then on Thursday, we've got the indictment of the son, Hunter Biden. That is a five-day stretch of really bad PR. Not, not, not good when you're talking about the president 
and his son and the entire family. And oh, by the way, Fannie Willis, as you heard in that clip there from one of the legal analysts for ABC News, probably throwing things in her office this morning because she's ticked off because the Trump camp walked away with a big victory yesterday in regards to the concept of a speedy trial. So, uh, Dawn, just wanted to get your thoughts and reaction. I know you were on yesterday when the Hunter Biden stuff started coming out, or maybe it was after your show, but thoughts to whether or not this will actually stick, or is this merely, like I believe, well, you know, at the end of the day, there's not a two-tier justice system, Kale and Company. See, we're going to hold Hunter's feet to the fire. <clears throat> yeah, okay. I think to your point that... <clears throat> Well, first of all, I think something something may stick, but I, I have to look at the bigger picture, mm-hmm. and I just think this is all interrelated. Everything Nick Kale is talking about is all interrelated, and so I just have to wonder if if you know everybody know because everybody knows Hunter Biden is the Achilles heel of his father. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying, and yeah. and and it's just. All week, you know, you've talked about even the Washington Post is talking about Joe Biden. How come all of a sudden the the really far left liberal media mm-hmm. and that mainstream media and all the media is starting to say, you know, maybe Joe's too old because well, we, he's too we, low in the polls. We've got like a clip and a montage of CNN and we'll play it later, I think, in the cut sheet that you have all of these networks to your point. All simultaneously, Washington Post, New York Times, CNN, they've all abandoned ship on Joe Biden. They're like they're like rats scurrying off of the <laughs> Titanic as the boat goes down because they know it's over for this guy. And it just makes you wonder, like, when you add it all together between Joe's age, his mental health, his impeachment inquiry, and then the indictment of Hunter, it's almost like they might want to do like a little family huddle and say, hey, why don't we just come out and say that, you know, we're not going to run for re-election I'm too tired. I'm too old. I've accomplished a lot, which is BS. And then you kind of just use that as like your exit strategy, even though we know that that would be complete BS. It almost makes me wonder if that's where we're going with all of this. Like, what's the yeah. end game? Yeah. And I think you're, you're, you're all, it's, I hate to equate it to, to sports and, and because it's not a sport. These are people's real lives and all of us are affected by their policies or the president's policies. Right. But I do think you're right with saying the end game, that it is about winning. And for Democrats, ultimately, to me, I just think when you started, was it last week or this week that the, when I saw the Washington Post, I think it was a big take you did, Nick, and talking about the Washington Post is saying these things. I I said, "Uh uh-oh, what's going on? When all the apologists and lapdogs no longer vouch for you? That to me was just weird. Yes. And then I and then all like you said, all of them get what do they get the memo to, or something? Yeah, you know, the, the, secret... the, the, the bullet points went out via email. And now they're all they're all barking at the same words. The same secret spy ring in their cereal yeah. or something. Yeah. I, it right. And mm-hmm. so then you you just think to yourself, where is this going? And is it is part of this because they um, because they want Joe Biden to have a reason to cut a deal? And to leave, or is it? Is it that Weiss, who I know he's Trump appointed, but he's still part of the Delaware Club, mm-hmm. and we all know about the Delaware Way, and I love Delaware, and, and but but everybody knows each other, yeah. And so on one hand they get things done, but on the other hand, you know, they get things done. Yep. So they they all know each other. Yeah. So is now he is this part of a pathway where they're just trying to um, mitigate? the charges and mm-hmm. then again 
they've waited, what, five, six years. And so some of these TikTok, the most serious charges, I think they've lost because you have a, yeah. you have a term, a, a timeline here. Yep. And at some point it expires. Right. And unless the Democrats and, you know, the Biden camp have arrived at the conclusion that, you know what, we're really scared of losing to Donald Trump. We don't believe that Joe can beat Trump a second time around. Every time we indict Donald Trump, his poll numbers get stronger. And behind closed doors, is this the exit strategy to get a losing candidate off the ticket in 2024? But then I'm going to contradict myself or at least throw in the opposite here. We know the way Democrats are. They'll drag you to the finish line as long as you're breathing. As long as you're a, you're a corpse with a pulse, that's good enough for the Democrats. Ding, ding, ding. What you just said is exactly right. I mean, look at Fetterman. Look at Feinstein. They don't, they don't care. Nope. They just want, they just want the, B, the big V. Is Joe legally alive? I mean, Victor. Yes. <laughs> I, mean, I meant Victor. Wait a minute. Are you referring to the Virginia <laughs> yes. politician? Oh, boy, yeah. Um, but, yeah, they don't care. Nope. That, the only question is, is that because of his age... Uh, and Trump said something very interesting about age. I'm going to play that for you at 745 because uh, he did it at a 10 interview with Megyn Kelly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that, you know, it, the only way this could be turning is if they really think uh, that Joe Biden uh, can't get past Trump, then maybe they're going to use his age, his age as an excuse. But That's his correct. age itself and the fact that he he's a vegetable does not uh does not mean that they right. want him out of there that's correct. it's just an excuse but i th- i think his age is the, everybody keeps talking about it a- his age i think the number or numbers everybody's looking at is the is the economy yep. i i think the bidenomics numbers are in truth hurting biden much more than his age i think if yeah. right now if, if if he were 102 and we had an awesome economy yeah, nobody would care <laughs> right and everything was golden and lovely yeah, yeah you're right yep See, I I always look at okay, how's CNN looking at it? So I know they had um, Aaron Burnett had Abby Lowell on, and they were saying, "Oh, this is political pressure." Mm-hmm. And then CNN, they were all agreeing, right? So I think this is where they're going with this. Yes, and with the Bidenomics yesterday, Joe was trying to tout Bidenomics, and he actually had the audacity to care to compare Bidenomics to Maganomics. Which I didn't know Maganomics was a thing, but um, if you want to if you want to look up those numbers, it's pretty obvious that Maganomics were much better uh, for the economy than Bidenomics. But yeah, you talk about Trump making a move now for the first time in a long time. He has uh, taken the lead over Joe Biden in the real clear politics polling. Uh, Donald Trump now with a two point lead according to real clear politics, forty eight to forty six over Joe Biden, and this is significant because Trump last. Last led Biden in May, but dipped two points below the current president in July. Um, so right now, if you look at it, it's Joe trailing Trump 48 to 46. Uh, Biden would lead DeSantis right now by three points. Ramaswamy would lead Biden by a point, And Nikki Haley would lead Joe Biden by two points. So you pretty much, that's pretty, it's a bad look for DeSantis when you're the only Republican guy that would lose to Joe Biden in the real clear politics polling. But that's where maybe the concern comes in for the Democrats that almost unanimously across the board, every GOP candidate, should they win the nomination, would be the current president. And that's the concern. That's why the Washington Post and Ignatius has this column. And then you have indictment, you have uh, impeachment. And it's all starting to be like a snowball effect 
because they realize clock's ticking here and we're coming up on 14, 15 months and they don't want to lose power. Well, they have to they have to make a decision soon. Yep. Like if if he kind of is sitting on his hands and doesn't make a decision, then he's he's going to be the nominee unless God forbid something happens to him. Right. Um so if that decision is going to be made, it needs to be made soon. That is correct. But you know, the gun that he had that he bought at that Delaware shop, mm-hmm. the gun shop, you know, his attorney says it was unloaded. Have you ever heard that as a defense? No, no. But that's where we are. That's the desperation level. It was unloaded, and we talked about the dumpster. It was unloaded. He had it. He was doing drugs. But right. it, but it, come on, Your Honor. It was yeah. eleven days, and it was an unloaded firearm. Right. Right. Joke. <laughs> Speaking of Bidenomics, very interesting uh, poll here to wrap up this conversation on Joe and Hunter, and even tying Trump to the conversation. Very interesting that it not it's not so much the result, but it's the margin, and it's also the amount of people that were polled on this, Democrat or Republican. Americans trust Donald Trump more than Joe Biden to make the economy better by a staggering eleven point margin. So, you know, we just talked about how Joe yesterday was in Maryland uh, touting up Bidenomics and trying to compare it to to Maganomics. But here are the results, courtesy of The Hill. Americans trust former President Donald Trump more than President Biden to make the economy better by an 11-point margin. That, according to a poll from Suffolk University's Sawyer Business School and the USA Today. In the poll published yesterday on Thursday, around 47% of Americans said they trust Trump more to improve the economy compared to 36% who said they have greater trust in Biden. Nearly 14% said they were undecided, with about 3% refusing to answer. Meanwhile, nearly 70% of Americans said they feel the economy is getting worse, while around 22% say it is improving. And 84% of Americans said their cost of living is rising. And that's the one that really stands out to me. Eight and a half out of ten people say their cost of living is rising. So no matter what Kamala or KJP or Joe say when they get in front of the media and they say Bidenomics is working, the reality is it's not. We gave you the headlines, some of the bullets yesterday, front page of the New York Post, uh, inflation still at 3.7% and some of the other metrics that are out there. And you can take numbers all you want, but just talk about your friends and your family and your, your, your inner circle. Do you know anybody right now that's doing backflips and cartwheels? Oh, I've got so much money I don't even know what to do with. Oh, this Christmas is going to be the best Christmas ever. This is going to be a fall where I'm going to spend a lot of money. I, I mean, maybe those people are out there, and I'm just not in the wealthy, wealthy circle. But I'll tell you right now, Don, I don't know anybody in my family or my friend, uh, my circle of friends that feel like they're doing a, a really well on any metric, any level. Whether it's energy yeah. costs, gas, grocery store, you know, the common expenses that we all pay, that's that that money is gone before we even get that direct deposit every other Friday. Eight eight point four eighty four out of a hundred people saying, No, no good. And you were just talking about some of the Fed stuff, uh was was it yesterday or two days ago with um Oh, what was the, uh, the the latest report that just came? The CPI, uh, the consumer. Oh prices? yes, yeah, yeah. So, those numbers coming out, so. and now the Fed is is there's a lot. It's believed that the Fed once again is still is still going to continue to raise interest rates. Right, and so it's all, all all the experts. I mean, we've talked to here on PHT. All the experts I see. Yep. Remind us that first of all, inflation is it's something created. 
and it's created by our government, mm-hmm. number one. Yep. <clears throat> and number two, that it's basically a tax. Yep. And one of the estimates was it's costing us seven thousand, about seven grand, seventy five hundred dollars a year right. for the average American. Right. But the worst of it is for the poor. It's it's a it's a tax on everybody. Yeah. It especially hits. I mean, obviously, it's going to hit poor people. And we talked about the fact yesterday that census study came out. This is a government study. Mm-hmm. It's not right wing or left wing or anything of that nature. It's just the, the numbers from the government yep. saying that we in Philadelphia, poorest large city yep. in America. What was that 24 percent? 22 percent? I mean, it's just and, and for the African-American community, 25 percent. Yep. yep. Raise your hand if you can use an extra seventy four hundred dollars each year. Wow. I could. But then again, I don't understand Bidenomics, apparently. 855-839-1210 is the number. Another thing I don't understand is how it could be possibly inhumane to take a picture with a guy who has murdered multiple people. We'll get to that story when we come back. The fallout continues with Danilo Cavalcante, one cop saying that the photo shoot was not ethical and it was also inhumane. And also a Philly mag columnist says, enough with the Eagles hoodie and the Eagles football talk when it comes to Danilo Cavalcante. Apparently, you can't make jokes anymore these days. We'll get to that as we continue. Wrap up hour number one. Nick Dawn and Greg, Kale and Company. We're back after this. It's Kale and Company On Demand from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and the free Odyssey app. If you're a small business owner, you had five or more full-time W-2 employees for parts of 2020 as well as 2021. You can learn more about your ERC, that's the Employee Retention Credit Eligibility, by visiting innovationrefunds.com. You can always call 1-843-REFUNDS and talk with a team member there. So what business has innovation refunds helped? You might be asking that question. And why can't I just turn to my regular my regular accountant who does my taxes? Well, here's an example. Bill Goodman is one of the owners of Ford & Goodman. That's an accounting firm in, uh, it's actually in Richardson, Texas. Huge firm. And Bill's a CPA himself. He didn't think his business would actually qualify until he spoke with Innovation Refunds. So even a CPA like Bill at his level understood just how different filing an ERC claim is from doing regular income taxes. And that's the point. This is a skill set. So go to innovationrefunds.com, innovationrefunds.com, that one eight four three refunds Determine your eligibility. And there, by the way, there's no upfront charge. They don't get paid unless you get paid. Innovation Refunds does not provide tax or legal advice. They're going to work with an independent network of tax professionals and will share information with them to evaluate and then process your claims for you. Terms and conditions apply. Go to innovationrefunds.com. Tell them Dawn sent you. Welcome back in. It's Kayla Company. Getting it done. Another work week almost in the books. Hopefully all of you enjoyed that football game last night. The weather this morning, great. 55 degrees or something like that. Sweet. really feels like fall, doesn't it? Yeah, Beautiful. it does. I love it. A little crisp, cool chill to the air as we warm up. 855-839-1210, the phone number. Cut sheet coming up at 745. Of course, again this morning, another great gift for the Morning Mystery Movie Clip at 920. And uh, just about three hours from now, 9.50, one more shot for this week with our keyword for our free vacation to Walt Disney World. You're going to want to go to 1210WPHT.com 
once we give you that keyword. And also, uh, people acquiring and purchasing the Kalen Company merchandise. I know our buddy Sid Weiss yesterday tweeted out a picture of his coffee mug. Yeah. Which he says is heavy duty and 15 well, ounces. I well, love this. Do you, I mean, do you, we all have ours here, we right? We do. Look at this. How about this Look for product this. placement? Here, uh, Daniel, can you do a three shot of the three of us just holding up the This is like a bad, company. Like a bad Folgers commercial. You, <laughs> YouTube.com slash at 1210WPHT. Let me put this yeah, in. Yeah, baby. But it is. Yeah. It's heavy. There it we is. Go. Yeah. It takes like two it. hands. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Mm. Oh my God. Mm. We're going there again, Dawn. Huh? The best part Yay! of waking up is, is D- Dawn using an innuendo. <laughs> the best part of waking up is Kale and Company in a cup. <laughs> oh, there we cute. go. Yep, there we go. So the mug's nice. Um, you can get the, uh, I guess, it works. just go to 1210wphd.com and you'll see the link. Right? 1210wphd.com. There's a link there. It's the merch store. It's the WPHD. Team merch store and all of it is right there. So there you go. Uh, actually, Daniel, if you can put a link to the merch store on the YouTube chat, that would be great. I will also tweet it out. There you go. All right. So a couple of things here that is I I don't get and it's a little frustrating. Um, when when you eliminate a threat like Danilo Cavalcante. That should be the lead story. And yes, of course, when it initially happened, that was the lead story. And then writers have deadlines and they have stories to fill and content to produce. So let's find something that we can complain about. Now, I don't understand this from the standpoint of the photo. Um, and I saw, I mentioned this on uh, Wednesday and Thursday's show that, you know, people outside of news and politics, media, sports media, people were, oh, oh is, is the photo op really necessary? Well, I, like, I respect police. So if an officer says that this is typically not the way it's done, I'm going to take them at their word. But you've got this one column, um, and I've got this from uh, the source being the New York Post. Photo of proud cops parading Danilo Cavalcante. Not ethical and really inhumane, policing expert claims. Uh, So they go on to say, and they're talking about, uh, here's a few quotes. Quote, they're proud of their work, said Pennsylvania State Lieutenant Colonel Police uh, George Bivens. He said in defense of the snapshot. Quote, I'm not bothered at all by the fact that they took a photo with him in custody. Now, some policing experts, however, disagree. Quote, it is not appropriate. It is not ethical. It's really inhumane, said Niles Wilson, a retired Newark, New Jersey police captain who is now the senior director of law enforcement initiatives at the Center for Policing Equity. There's that stupid word again, equity. Um, In my law enforcement experience, I know how amped up police can get, but that's not an excuse to mistreat someone. So I don't understand the mistreating part here. How is this really inhumane? I mean, you've got, in that photo, there's got to be, I don't know, 30, 35 Mm -hmm. officers. They've got the dog, and there's Cavalcante handcuffed, staring off into space. He's got blood on his forehead from the dog uh, apparently biting him and clamping down on him to make sure he doesn't get away. I don't understand the inhumane part, and I certainly don't want to hear about inhumane acts when it comes to a guy like Danilo Cavalcante and what he has been already found guilty and convicted of. I mean, it's not humane to kill somebody and then butcher them up like this guy has done. Now, if you want to sit there and say the photo op is not standard procedure, okay, that might be true. But I don't have an issue with it. It was 14 days. A lot of officers probably worn down, fatigued, tired, long shifts. Who knows? Maybe not even going home at the end of each night. You know, 
at the end of the day, to me, this feels like a big stretch and a big reach for, and we just did a big take yesterday on the media and journalists and the state of journalism in this country. Your gripe is that the photo should not have been done. I don't understand that. Um, but then again, when you talk about left-wing publications and mainstream media, they always seem to do something almost in defense of the criminal. His rights, his civil yeah. liberties. I don't give a damn about any of that with this guy. Get him off the street. And if you know what? You got to take a photo with him. Good. He's a piece of garbage. He should never see the light of day again. Now, I'm not saying his civil rights should be violated. Don't get me wrong there. But a, a, a photo? Stop. Civil rights. Stop. Break with this. First of all, he's an illegal alien. Yes. You know what I mean? Like like civil rights. He has no civil rights. That's that's true. And he's uh he is he's a he's a cold blooded killer right. um that killed somebody here and killed somebody in Brazil. Yeah. So uh, yeah. I mean like the only civil the only picture I wish they would have taken uh is him uh hanging from a tree. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Well, you know, too, here's the other thing I've noticed with the way people operate today, because they, they, they've all been told that this just dislike law enforcement, hate the police. There was more praise for the dog than the actual human officers. Well, I, I, no, well, oh, no, he's well, he's no. Such a cute little boy. Yoda. You come, listen, listen. And with a name like Yoda. Yeah, we're, come we're, on. you know. I mean, look, that's a heart, that's a heart touching story. Well, of course it is. I love, I love the dog too. We yeah. all respect the officers as yes. well, but the, you know, the dog, he's, 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 uh, he got his man. Damn right, he come did. on. <laughs> Plus, I, I, I agree with Greg, but I also think that despite all the heat sensing equipment and the choppers and the. You know what I mean? Like all this high tech equipment, it ultimately came down to yeah. those officers at multiple levels and their mm-hmm. canines. Yeah, and and that specific, I know they used to have more canines. That's why, if you notice, Yoda is not local, right? Yoda is is Border Patrol, mm-hmm. a special TAC unit. Well, they're not doing any of the border anyway, so they had to put the dog to work. <laughs> they, they're paying oh, the dog as it is. They might as well put them, put them to work. But you think about it, so that unit, you, they used to have more canine. They've had cutbacks. Yeah. But I, I just, uh, to me, I think, again, you know, you look at when the victim, his victim, Cavalcante's victim, brutally murdered in front of her kids, she filed and, and basically waved a flag for help mm-hmm. and filed a protective order. And, and we know domestic abuse type victims, um, he was, they were neighbors and they, yes, had dated. But she realized that he, there, that he had this Jekyll and Hyde type personality, became very violent according to that protective. This is all according to court records. But that was filed at some point in 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, who was the DA in Chester County? Um, which who, who got all kinds of headlines? Deb Ryan in Chester County. Oh, the first woman and the first Democrat to be DA. This was under her watch. Yeah. And so why didn't she at that point say, hey, ICE, hey, feds, let's then they would have if they had looked him up. And I don't know if they did or not. They would have said, oh, he's wanted in Brazil for murder. Mm-hmm. Let's extradite this guy. Could have saved her life, her little kids being raised by her sister, by their aunt right now, and could have avoided all of this. And by the way, some an estimated $3 million of cost right. for the search, but more importantly, to save another Deb's life, and that's Deborah Brandau, who's the victim, who he brutally murdered. 
why isn't that the headline in the right. Inquirer? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Correct. It, it's like they, they, they twist around and do everything they can not to talk about the actual big story. Right. And by the way, isn't that a, uh, a story about domestic violence and women who are struggling to get out of an abusive relationship? Yep. Isn't that a great story? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Philadelphia Inquirer, where are you mm-hmm. for Deb Brandau and all the women abused? Hello? Yep. Yep. Yes, indeed. Yep. 855-839-1210. The number will kick off hour two next. Dawn has some news. And also, eight students charged in a riot and brawl in Abington's High School. We'll play you that when we come back. You're going to get some video. So if you've got a chance to get to YouTube, uh, we'll get to that on the other side. As well as, can we just stop already with the Danilo Cavalcante Eagle shirt jokes? So says Philly Mag. We're back after this. Hour two of Kale & Company. Start your day with Kale and Company, weekday mornings 6 till 10, on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app.